Uh, Gotta get this branding out of here. <laughs> so keep, keep your dirty branding. Let out me of catch here, you Apple. up to where we're at. We just did three shots of booze. We just did the the next three days of Christmas. We're up to day six because we're flash forward into the future to Sunday, and we got three shots of booze into us. I three I had it on each. I had it on empty stomach. I had a big fat Chipotle burrito. But I haven't eaten since uh, about eight thirty this morning. You're eating on empty stomach, but as I mentioned, I'm I'm giving I, I'm giving I'm spotting you a hundred pounds. So if I if yeah. a half a burrito a half pound of burrito uh swings the tide then what am i even doing here man i'm drunk yeah my face is numb make no bones i'm drunk i'm drunk i'm not i'm not the drunkest i've ever been we did three shots within the span of what two minutes probably three four however minutes? long it takes to sing a verse and and whine about that booze that we chose yeah it's uh that's where we're at it's uh it's a hell of a way to make a living jim jones we just came back from thanksgiving break this is our first uh Lunch yeah, I want to talk on. about that, but there's something burning on my mind. I woke up this morning about eight o'clock. I rolled out of bed. Did I looked, three shots my email, of booze. Uh, checked my email, and a honest to god, real life Jehovah's Witness, who is a fan of our the Leftovers podcast, was a fan of our Breaking Bad too. Breaking uh, good. Emailed us and said, "Yo, man, you got witnesses all wrong, and it's really bumming me out. You talking shit about Jehovah's Witnesses? What did you yeah. think of? What did you think of my response?" Uh, your response was a little harsh. Was it a little harsh? Was it? But given your your experiences, like the guy didn't know what he was in for. Frankly, he he wrote you like you were. You know what happens? An outsider. You know what happens to Beatrix Kiddo in Kill Bill when she sees one of the deadly assa- Viper Assassin Squad? She fights him. That turns red, and she hears a woo. That's what happened to me at seven fifty-seven this morning. Okay, and I just Before started. Your like, I didn't get out of bed. Like I was like comfort over my head, pillow, fort blanket, just just thumbs a fury. Just you sent was, back. You sent back a Bible. What was the? Well, that's oh, appropriate. Long ass reply. What was the opening salvo? Because uh, something like, "Oh, don't give me that bullshit." That yeah. I said, I "Hey know. man," I said, "Hey man, fuck off with these bullshit rationalizations." <laughs> yeah. What? Um, by the way, the Q and A, uh, the Q and A app is active. So if any of this stuff is not to your liking, uh, steer, grab the wheel, grab Jesus, take the wheel, yeah, and take it away from me. And I just like because his whole thrust is, uh, you know, guilt. We're not as bad as the guilty remnant, and we're easy to get out of, and like all that. And I'm like, that's just you're lying to me. You're assuming it's that I'm like not true. Yeah. I wasn't like peripheral witness. I was at the very core, man. I looked at the beast yeah. and saw its soft belly and, and cut my way out of it. You can't you can't <laughs> snow me. It's like when my ex-wife says with a straight face, I don't teach Jack that you're going to die in Armageddon. <laughs> like, no, you don't have to because you're doing that. The, the, the dude on the platform every Sunday is is, is telling him that. Yeah. The magazines that he reads where he says, uh, you know, that the Jehovah's Witnesses are the exclusive. Mm-hmm. They've got the exclusive truth. That's what does it to me. I'm I, am I making sense. Yeah, no, okay. totally. Uh, I, I can't feel my hair. That's the thing. Like you were almost born into it, right? Like you were young. Five. When your mom about, got no, into six. it. I was six when I, I remember being in kindergarten. I was born into it. So like. You know, we've been through the ringer. It's not like yeah. we were just studying. We had a Bible study with a witness every couple like weeks. Like my entire family, save my dad and my mom, have nothing to do with me. 
yeah, all of my friends I grew up with who were my best friends and who I shared confidences and stuff have nothing to do with me. And I, I can guarantee that we've thought about this more than the emailer. Yeah. Cause we've been on both sides of it now at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't know what more you want. Yeah. Like I just, I couldn't believe some strange, like, and that's the other thing. A Jehovah's Witness that listens to a Leftovers podcast that watches the Leftovers is already kind of a shaky, suborbital Jehovah's Witness, right? Uh, I don't know. You're watching a... a I mean, it watching, has nudity, it has violence, it has and it asks, adult language. It asks you to think critically about secularism versus, you know, rationalism versus yeah, spiritual kinda. stuff. Sure. Like, that's very subversive. For a Jehovah's Witness to watch that, it's pretty subversive. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, But then, you know, it's funny because that's the other thing. I've had, like, three Jehovah's Witnesses, one ex and two current, um, emailing me. Like, there's, like, there's two witnesses are actively emailing me for, like, support purposes because they're still in. Um, They've got wives or husbands. One of them has children. And they've realized that this is uh, a bunch of bullshit and lies. But now they they exactly where I was seven, eight years ago. What do I do now? Because if I pull the ripcord on this, you blow this up your family. chunk of my life is, is going to be in jeopardy at the very least. Sure. At the very least. Yeah. I, I don't think it'd even be in jeopardy. I think it's done. No, 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 no. Well, I'm, it I'm fundamentally saying, changes the relationship. Like you can find families that still that stay together on the sly, but even then, <laughs> really, like you can't I go guess. out to dinner with with a disfellowship person because mm-hmm. if another elder sees you, out you'll get disfellowship. Exactly, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I sent him a whole bunch of links. Like Australia, the Jehovah's Witnesses in Australia just had this big, um, um, uh, I forget, royal commission on child abuse. Because their uh, their policies on how they handle judicial punishment is about the worst thing you can conceive if you're a child being abused by by a person in power. Uh, you know the whole two witness rule. You have to have two witnesses to come forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're an eight year old girl getting molested by your dad, where are you going to find another witness to say, "Oh yeah, I saw them banging." Um, sure. And and the fact that if you're you, if you feel bad about the way you were treated by the organization and by the way the justice has meted out to you, the only thing you can do is leave, and then your entire friend and family circle shuns you. So they're getting destroyed, and also they they uh, subpoenaed one of the governing body members that was in Australia to visit his father, I guess, who was in poor health, and they got him on the. I just read the commission's report about the whole thing, and they just screwed him to the wall as far as how many outfaced or outright bold-faced lies he told. Good. And then, like, did you Good. see this week the UK opened up an investigation to whether the Jehovah's Witnesses are violating their hate speech law? Um, because they did a watchtower back in December of 2014 where they said apostates who, that's you and me, uh, are mentally diseased and that no Jehovah's Witnesses should associate with them. I mean, I, I, get I, I don't know how you can say that, that that is hate speech when so much of, like, uh who's that fucking the phelps family no right? this is in uk so like they okay. don't have a okay. they don't have yeah, a yeah. bill of rights and i don't know what like, their stuff i'm kind of anti-hate speech laws and hate crimes laws and all that kind of stuff but i think it's interesting that jehovah's witnesses of all people have fallen afoul of it because they can't fucking stop that's the thing their like boner about apostates i would if it's i would truth, say to jehovah's witnesses go watch going clear and tell like find the distinction between scientology's Indeed. tactics and your own church's tactics indeed tell me where the line is there i'm gonna say it's a very blurry line if any 
Yeah. I, but that could be because I'm drunk and I'm seeing I'm very su- blurry line. I'm super drunk. Uh, what else so do we have to talk about? Let's move on to less angrier topics. Thanksgiving. Um, well, Thanksgiving so, so What are we? What, so, what so were I we invited thankful you for? to my house sure. on Thanksgiving to partake with, with because my family. Because as any disfellowship witness, I have no friend structure. I, and it, it, disfellowship witness who has just moved to a new city, I have no friend structure. Do you know how much consternation you caused in my... So, so Cecily's parents, Cecily's parents, I call them my parents because we're not married yet, but we're kind of sort of married. I call them my common common law yeah, mothers yeah. and fathers in law. Been together for a while. Um, uh, they love you, and they were distressed that they because so they they left around three o'clock to go partake in the Black Friday slash Black Thursday stuff. Yeah, yeah. For like what three four hours, and we stayed behind and we played Rocket League for Rocket like League, hours and, hours. and we had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, they came back and you left like five minutes before they got back because they were like, they also love to play board games and they're uh-huh. really looking forward to playing board games. There was so much gnashing and wailing of teeth because here's what that you I was gone. Oh, God, this I'm trying too drunk to have this conversation. Uh, Cecily's mom and dad are genuine fans of bald move. Okay. And like at this point, I'm old hat because I've been around them enough that they've had the conversations, but they're, they're like, legit fans of our product and they uh-huh. i could tell like you i had to go fry a turkey for 45 minutes they cornered you and just held court for 45 minutes it so, didn't feel like that like i just thought i was having a conversation oh because when i saw like my father future father-in-law talking to you i'm like oh man i've been in this hot seat before it wasn't uncomfortable for you no we were talking about games and i'm like yeah that's cool with me that's the thing like so he's like around fi- i know he just turned 50 last year and he's in a generation that like it's still kind of uncool to play video games okay and none of yeah. his peers he's a marine sure ex-marine oh, wow. he's an independent business owner none of his peers play video games gotcha so he when he can talk video games with somebody without feeling weird he like latches on like a drowning person okay uh yeah it didn't feel like because okay, strange I was, I was or awkward scared. no i was we I were just scared. talking games. Like, like hey, you guys want to and... come out and drink a beer and fry turkeys with me? It's like, oh, no, never. And you were playing, like, I think Super Meat Boy. Yeah. We are just chatting and playing games. So what do you think? Did you, did you enjoy the it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Other than, you know, when it comes around the table and everybody's like, what are you thankful for? I'm like, uh, I'm thankful <laughs> for, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, you weren't you weren't prepared with the thankful stuff. I see. I was trying to prepare. I knew it was coming to me eventually. You? Yeah, you had to know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I still had no good answer. Yeah, well, you know. uh, yeah. I I mean, I left because I got tired. Yeah, a lot of turkey, a lot of mashed potatoes, a lot turkey of turkey takes it out of you. Shit, and a lot of booze. Yeah, we had. I bought a bottle. Of, bought a bottle. You brought a bottle. <laughs> I brought a bottle of rum over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is I stuff think that Sam, I thought was Sam's gonna... favorite. That's my fa- future father-in-law. Rum. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. They they said bring like I was trying to come up with a cocktail to mix up because I've been in kind of into that a as Thanksgiving cocktail as lunch with uh, Jim and A. What's that? Know. Gravy and vodka, right? Like turkey flavored vodka. Do they have it? Or mm. like apple apple pie flavored vodka? I don't know. But I ended up uh, just getting a bottle of rum because I couldn't find any any of the requested cocktail flavors. Well, you missed it, man, because we stayed up playing Love Letter and Bang until like midnight. I saw pictures of Bang, yeah. It was a rocking good time. Seemed cool, but I was I was done after at like 7 o'clock. Uh, so, okay, we've debriefed Thanksgiving. Now what are we going to talk about? You said you had like 15 topics. <laughs> I do. Like, but like, I've, I've been watching like, videos of... 
of women reading Fifty Shades of Grey chapters on YouTube. Okay, explain that to me. <laughs> so it's think of like are they if we were to do are they pro or anti Fifty Shades? Oh, they're pro. Are oh, okay, they're so this way is, pro. This is, this is, this is like the, yeah, this is like the fan fangirl readings of Fifty Shades of Grey, and with commentary, which is my favorite part. It's like a not quite a riff tracks because it's serious and it's like, ooh, this is getting uh, a <laughs> little heated here. Uh-huh. But I only like listened to chapter two or whatever, so it wasn't Why like. Why are they reading this? Is this is this audio? This or is video? a thing. Let's reads are a thing on YouTube. Video, video of people reading books and commenting as they read. Wow! Right? Because here's the thing: like I, I, may, I read half of the first Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> because uh, did you see the movie? I did. I just watched the movie like two months ago. Me and Cecily watched okay. it together. Yeah. And I, the thing that, like, you know, it's whatever gets you off, man. Whatever has you stroking the rod or paddling the man sure. in the canoe. I, I'm not going to judge. But the dialogue is about the worst dialogue I've ever read. It's truly horrible. Like the late, like the later's baby. That's his signature goodbye to whatever Anastasia's name is. Uh huh. Later's baby. That should be our sign-off. That gets the bitches voice, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. It was horrifying. Uh-huh. Uh, I I listened to several shades of women reading mm. Fifty Shades of Grey. And, Are you speaking of their race? Uh, well, race and creed. and okay. uh, You could tell. It was just a spectrum, right? Like I, I, I started off with this uh, heavyset black woman reading. She was like, you know what? There isn't anything really racy in here. I oh, want to see right, what happens right. when they get to the racy parts. Right. <laughs> and I wonder why these ch- people choose to do this because a lot of them will get kind of, you know, blushy and like a little timid around the sex part of it. So when you say this is a thing, like you talk about the ong bok or whatever, the 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 Bangkok, whatever, whatever the Bangkok what, ong bok. Come on. I know man. what ong bok is, but no, I'm talking about the Korean eating. Oh, channel. mukbang. 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 Yeah. So you said that mukbang's popular, and I'm like bullshit, and it's like get a million. The views. Koreans get how yeah, relatively get popular? Crazy, right? Like what? What kind of what kind of views are these videos getting? Uh, that's a good. Qu- I don't remember. Okay, I don't remember. But there were a lot of them, a lot, especially for Fifty Shades how of Grey. Find out about this again. I don't. I don't know. I find out about these things. You don't. Man. No, no. There is some shameful <laughs> Reddit subgroup that you are a member. Yeah, no, no. You don't not know how you got to here. I don't buy it, man. I, I'm trying to Look remember. Look at the crimson shade he's turning. Can you tell in the video? It's the lights. No, I got no, three. No, 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 I have no. four red lights right here no, on my face. No, there is red. there is some shame. There's some genuine shame here. Look at this. See? Uh, there's, <laughs> no, there's no shame. No I, no. I don't know, man. I really like... Maybe I've just looked at enough weird shit that it comes up in my YouTube feed now. That I will believe. Like, I don't, sure. I don't even remember how I got there. Sure. I was probably like... What weird thing can I come up with this week for lunch with Jim and Aaron? Okay. Because I feel like I've turned into that guy, the the weird video guy. Okay. Do we want to do some Q and A? We've got some Fifty Shades, Fifty Shades people um, commenting. Let's see. Doctor Ken wants to know where the. By the way, Doctor Ken is the hero that we can all uh, give credit slash blame to for the fact that we had three shots before lunch with Jim and Aaron. Good idea. Funny. Good idea. Solid Good idea. idea. He's the Christmas uh, idea man. Were the Fifty Shades readers also eating large amounts of food and screaming at you? No, no, they weren't. That that's a that's a that uh, would have been amazing. That's a mukbang joke, not muck a mukbang. Mukbang? Yeah, it's a mukbang joke, not a fat woman joke. Yeah, 
Uh, Although I think a combination of the two would be really the sweet spot for YouTube. Yeah, there it goes. Eating and reading and screaming. Okay. Yeah. Uh, She is geeky says, hey, hey, take it easy on the 50 year old gamers. I'm in the category and a female gamer to boot. Well, I'm not not I'm not judging you. She is geeky. I'm saying how many of your peers play destiny you're an exception you're not yeah. the, not the rule like but i'm i there's was nothing wrong with me. i'm right on that line like when i went when i came through as a prepubescent gamer there was a very clear like kind of jock and nerd divide like oh, it was yeah. very much nowadays fucking everyone plays video games jocks play them probably more than yeah. nerds honestly nerds are doing like quadrocopters and weird sure, shit. they moved on <laughs> and jocks are like i i would have played sports but i got into halo <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I blew my knee out in high school, so now I play Call of Duty. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not attacking you. I'm just saying that, like, in your generation, it must be, like, if you, you can't hold court about your experiences on online massively multiplayer games. Sure. So yeah, no, I there's no, there's no nerd hate here. My God, look at me. Uh, um. Let's see. Fernando R. Rodriguez says, "Hey, this is lot. LOL. This is great." League of Legends uh, reminds me of the movie The World's End. As movie as movie moves along, the gang gets drunker and drunker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking bets on who falls off the chair first. We got pretty secure chairs. Yeah, there's there's no way. Like I'm locked into the this force thing. of gravity is like going, a fighter pilot. Yep, yep. You'd have to pull eight G's to get me out of this chair. Uh, Freddie C says, "Good God, Jim, that sounds like Fifty Shades of Terrible." Did you it get? Was. Did you get? Did you get any? Did you get a little heated? Did you get any, no? Did no. you get to any sexy stuff? No, I was I was purely a spectator in this, hmm. just just observing what what is out there, what kind of freaky. Did you know that there's a so like you know about Reddit slash uh, slash r slash Gone Wild? Oh, of course. So that's where girls that's where girl posts naked pictures of themselves to get upvotes to feel better about them. Half and, of them like amateur pornographers. They're, they're all no, to, I mean, to I begin mean, with. Yeah, like, like they're, they're so, all, some of them are you know real world girls, but most of them are the majority like, of them. It's weird you. because there, there's an evolution, right? Like at some point you become something more than. Well, I think it's funny are. that you can see like a 43 year old housewife. That's like the one less upvoted submission from the 23 year old cam girl. Well, everybody so likes like, a yeah, different, different thing, structure. You know? Yeah. There's a gone wild audio where it's what just girls f- with sexy voices reading erotica. Oh my God. Okay. Well, they need to add video. They need I, to add, go full YouTube 50 shades and do it. I don't know, man. There's a whole do genre right. of a. What about nude reading 50 shades of gray? How many heavy set black women are involved? As many as you want. I, I need a lot. Okay, I require well, like like thirty. You got it. All right, you got it. All reading. You can't like, do it on YouTube. You got to do like it on a chorus video. of Borg. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Kin says thanks. Oh yeah, he's he's accepting thanks for the the result of his his experiment. No problem. Uh, this is essentially Mystery Science Theater three thousand, and he's uh whatever the Doctor Forrest J horrible was. Yeah, didn't you know that's how Mr. Science Theater that, Dr. That was the Horrible? conceit of it, that there was a man that's in a satellite and he's being experimented on by a doctor oh, trying to drive him that's insane. Right. But this is yeah, Dr. Yeah, yeah. Kim. Okay. Uh, yeah. Has he Dr. Commissioned, Forrester. He's commissioned something too, right? I like he's made us watch. There's so many doctors who commission things <laughs> at this point that I'm confused. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm too drunk to answer that question. Okay. 
Uh, let's see. I was uh, going to say he's our Dr. Horrible or whatever. <laughs> Freddie C says Dr. Ken is the Lord's work. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ken is my hero. He's doing the Lord's work rather. Indeed, he is. We're all we're all grateful. Uh, Jovial Falcon wants to know, and I don't. I I click on these before I even read them. That's how that's how loosey goosey this what is, is. What is the Drew Carey? Uh, did you guys ever watch the Drew Carey show? The Drew Carey when it was on. I've been binging videos on the YouTube of the best of Lewis and Oswald because apparently season two through eight one wait won't ever come out because all the music used in it and because they can't get the rights to it. Huh. Interesting. Yes, I did watch some of that show. I was a fan of Drew of Carey. I like Drew Carey. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah. Set in, and it's it's uh, one of the rare movies set in the Midwest. I, one of the rare television shows. I liked him. Yeah, it was uh, somewhere in Ohio, Cleveland. right? Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland baby. Rocks, of course. Uh, I, wa- I liked him a lot on Whose Line Is It Anyway as a host. I thought he was good. Uh, I don't know who I took love, it over. Did Wayne Brady take it over? I loved whose line is anyway. It's a great show. Wayne Brady, uh, the tall guy, the Big old Bird. guy who's one of the voices of the double-headed announcer in Star Wars. Colin Farrell? No. <laughs> Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, well, who was those the guys big, were awesome. Who was the Big Bird-looking dude that was also on the Drew Carey I, show? I, I can't think of his name, but he's great. <sighs> Ryan? Goslin? <laughs> it is Ryan something. Is it? It is Ryan something. No, I fucking love that show. The the audience will probably tell us. Um, yeah, that that's a great show. And so is Drew Carey's show. I loved his... Uh, Have you seen him on The Price is Right? He's lost a lot of weight and gotten old. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, every time I've the seen... The life force the, has been drained from him. Every time I've seen the, li- the Price is Right, he's got this someone please kill me look in his face. Yeah. Like, Bob Barker kind of owned a role. He's kind of the sleazy old man. He's got these young women, the Barker's beauties, all that. Like Drew Carey, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I read it behind the scenes where like a good Bill Simmons was talking about this. Like when he first got the gig, he invited everybody over and they were all talking about it. And he seemed to be really jo- Jones. But every time I tune in, it's like it's lost some of the timeless quality for Bob. Because Bob Barker just was completely unself-aware. What did Bob Barker do before Price is Right? Uh, he was, be born <laughs> like i just i just read something on he's just on the front page of reddit that bob barker was trained as a military pilot in world war ii but by the time what? he got out of, by the time he got out of fighter school that the war ended like as soon as he, like he literally got assigned his first carrier he's going to be five flying f4 that's a shame. in the pacific theater so he's got this great quote about like yeah when the J- japanese heard that i because he probably used a less sensitive uh you know sure identifier mm-hmm. but when the japanese heard that i was joining the war they surrendered that was his war <laughs> that was his great war story and then i did game shows yeah wow but you know he volunteered for the war and to to, to be a, a carrier pilot so that's that speaks well of him like i'm thinking he's also the funniest thing in uh happy gilmore sure which was a pretty yeah. funny film the price is wrong bitch yeah uh great line uh but i'm, I'm thinking like so drew carey comes from this this massive creative outlet where he's got his own show. He's doing all these funny things. He's writing the show every week. And then he goes into the fucking prices, right? Which is just this formulaic that you know, as formulaic. It's been going right. since the twenties. Sure. It's just, it is what it is. And uh-huh. he has no control. Like that's got to suck it out of you. Whereas Bob Barker, he didn't, he didn't care. He's just doing his thing, right? His thing is the prices, right? It's what he loves to do. He you created that, Bob that show still alive. He He's is 91 years old. Christ. 
Bring he him was back. Born in Darrington, Washington. Bring him back for an episode. Make him spin the wheel. He, <laughs> was, the, kill he him. was the host of. Uh, he's been a game show host since the year 1950. Christ! Until 2007, the man is six foot one. He's a yeah, giant. He's big. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. He's a giant. Says the guy who's like what six foot two. Yeah, I'm six foot two, but I'm saying <laughs> like you know I'm up there. Sure. Uh, this is this. Everyone needs to stop what they're doing and read the Bob Barker or Wikipedia article. But I can't do that because I'm hosting. Yeah, some kind of lunch thing. Uh, we need to get the next question. What? Here. Yeah, no. What? What was the jovial? Was jovial fast, uh, Falcon asking us something? Uh, yes, we watched the Drew Carey show. We enjoyed it. Yeah, we did. I also because uh, so here's another thing. I'm a huge fan of Johnny Carson, and I own the Johnny Carson DVD collection, which there's like two discs for each decade. And it's really funny to go back and see like a young 20 something Drew Carey and his shtick because he's like made like the funniest hmm. thing as he says, I look like the kid on the back of the X-ray specs ad of a comic book. Like, do you remember that? Like the guy's going like, uh, like looking at his own hand. Yeah, he. Yeah, well, shit, this is not this is not landing. I wasn't really a comic book kid, so. Well, yeah, and that's a very like you got to be almost pre 80s comic book kid too. Yeah, which is impossible for me. Johnny Carson is pretty amazing, though. The Johnny Carson show is fucking awesome. I, Johnny Carson also I one of the foremost skeptics of his time. He was a big, uh, big fan of the uh, Amazing Randy. He blew up several uh, blew psychics up on air, like oh, set yeah. him up to fail because he actually invite whenever he'd have like the spoon bender. I I can't remember his name. Was it DeCreskin? Give him titanium spoons. You can't bend those. No, like like <laughs> he'd invite George, James Randy to be the technical producer. So James Randy be like, okay, all the spoons that he brought, Switch throw out. out now real spoons and watch him try to bend these son of a bit, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. So James Randy is amazing too. He did he die recently? He uh, did, I didn't he? I no i thought he died pretty recently yeah james randy's got his flaws but i i gotta say he's one of the big uh as far as nope, skeptics still alive 87 really? years old holy shit he's okay. one of the big influences because i i he's one of the big influences in my life because i first uh became involved with him because of his friendship with johnny carson hmm. and then i started following his foundation and you know, it's a pretty slippery slope. Once you start being a skeptic and questioning things that you can't see and, you know, claims and things like that, it, I feel like uh, that was definitely one of the forces to help me kind of nudge nudge me out of my uh, my cult situation. Yeah, the places I know him from are like, um, he does, he goes to like, uh, shit, what's that skeptics convention in Vegas? I don't know, but they talk about it all the time on like SGU and atheist experience and yeah, stuff like is that. Is it the James Randi education? Is the JREF? Is that this? No, no, this? no. It's um, really? a, some skeptics convention that happens. It's a big okay. thing. Right. But yeah, like Matt Dillahunty's talking about him and met him and the amazing, you know. the amazing meetup. That's what it's called, right? Tam, yeah, Tam, the Tam. amazing mm-hmm. meeting. Yep, because he's the amazing Randy. James Randi is a for- exactly. was one of the foremost magicians in the world. Which yeah. I think it's, it's funny because when he a lot tells of... the stories, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah. He tells this one story about getting out of a jail cell uh-huh. that just it tickled me. Yeah. I, I liked it. Um, that's somewhere. I think that's on an SGU somewhere. Skeptics, Stargate? Skeptics Guide to the Universe. <laughs> Stargate. U- no, U- not Stargate U- One. Universe. Universal. Stargate Universal. No. Stargate Underwear. Stargate Universe. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. 
I'm I'm Let's I apologize. I'm having rolling. a hard time keeping keeping uh, the plot to this. Uh, you let's want something it. else? I want to talk about something else random. What's that? Well, let's get. Can we get nope. through some of the questions? I'm first? going to. We still got a lot of time. We got 30 minutes, man. All right, settle down. I know you're drunk. Well, the questions are relevant to whatever we've just been talking about. <sighs> okay, so, fine. like, I I don't want to switch topics and then come back to. Uh, Fernando R says, "Am I watching a trailer for Cocktails with Jim and Aaron right now? Pretty this much. Is comedy gold. Sure, yeah, pretty much. We, I don't know that we'll drink three shots before cocktails, but, but I'm we'll, not saying we won't either. I bet we'll drink four and a half ounces during during the show." Uh, Louis B says, "Have you guys ever heard of or played Cards Against Humanity? It's pretty terrible, but fun if you're with people who don't get easily offended." Yep, Cards Against Humanity is awesome in moderation. Yeah, like. The first time I played it, I brought it to the Boston PAX, East. PAX yeah. and we played with Jesse and Levi and our friend uh, Ian, and it was hilarious. Yeah. But if you play, I had this one friend that like I went out the to drinks with my, my other friend group every Thursday night, and he brought Cards Against Manning, and we played like four or five consecutive weeks. Ooh. Like you play it an hour a week with the same group of people, it will get stale fast. Yeah, but even though there are a shitload of cards, there are a shitload and of cards, an infinite number of combinations. It's like, well, I've heard that card, yeah. I've heard that white card, and I've heard that black card, and like, yeah, yeah it gets stale. I think it's good if you play for fifteen minutes while you're waiting for people to show up, and you don't keep score, and then when they show mm-hmm. up, you go on to the main game. But um, it's also good that they release expansion packs for that. Yeah, all they, the time. I, I for how they run their company, I actually yeah. think they're a huge model. Uh, Max, what is his name? Max, uh, fuck. Like, did you see what they did this Black th- uh, Friday? Timken, Max Timken. Did you see what they did Black Friday? They, the, yeah, they pay for nothing. All of five their product for off of all their stores and said you can pay us five dollars for nothing, absolutely nothing. And yeah. seventy some thousand people gave them money. So I think that's like a Kickstarter for them. I think they're using that money to do something cool. Did you know that they're actually kickstarting a board game right now called, I think it's called uh, Guess Who's Hitler? Yes, it's Secret, like, Secret Hitler. Secret Hitler. Yeah. It's kind of like a werewolf type game. Yeah. Uh, it sounds cool. They, yeah, like all the stuff they do just seems like it's awesome. Like, and that Max guy's doing like, a, he started up his own company to do like physical product manufacturing and distribution huh. like awesome because he's got so much experience with like sure. kickstarter and yeah. doing their own products and yeah yeah sounds cool though uh let's those move. guys are awesome they're based out of chicago too so Midwest uh, jovial falcon ryan styles plays there it Lewis is. on the drew carey show yeah so there you go i was i was half right he was on the uk version of whose line is there a uk version of whose line i didn't know that holy shit uh, Freddie C says you guys should entitle this entry "Drunch with Aaron." I don't know that we can say that. <laughs> Drunch, Drunch, baby, yeah. baby Ruth. Good stuff. Since the dawn of time, we've been putting clothes on our back that identify us with our people, our group, our tribe. And why Bald Move might be one of the smallest, weirdest tribes out there, transcending all concepts of border, class, culture, and creed. We still have respect for the old ways. At support.baldmove.com, you can get t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more. We have something for every one of our podcasts, or just wear the four pips of the Bald Move logo with pride. Bald Move merch beats running around naked, and they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe! Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. 
Uh, okay, everyone seems like they're having a good time. Uh, I'm having a good time. I want to tell you, so you're a fellow skeptic. Sure. Um, I've been sick for like three weeks, and the main thing that's still ha- hanging with me, aside from the slight congestion and the it's uh, demons, the dry, <laughs> the dry rack and cough, is a persistent headache. So Cecily said, because I've been on like, high blood pressure. I was well, probably. I'm not a very healthy individual <laughs> right now. Um, but Cecily's mentioned because I was taking like two of those blue leaves every 12 hours. The little two of the little blue pill. The little blue every pills. Every 12 hours. Uh, every 12 hours. And Cecily said, you know, when I was a teenager, I had a really bad headache, and I went to the doc. Like it was several doctors, and one doctor says you're experiencing a rebound headache. Your body is so used to you taking medicine to make the headache go away that it's like if you don't take it, you get a massive headache. So you need to like tough out a headache for a day or two and then you'll co- go back to normal. And she huh. told me that for like four days. And I'm like, whatever. That's crazy. I'm taking the blue pill that makes my head feel better. But after it just wouldn't go away and it was like a terrible crushing sinus pain, I s- decided yeah, out of desperation I don't have my kid tonight. I'm not playing video games. I'm just going to lay on the couch and have community on in the background and right off the evening. And I woke up. I didn't have a headache. I haven't had a headache since. Nice. Now, I know that like rebound congestion, like if you get like use the nasal spray with pseudoephedrine that like you can, if you, if you use that for enough time, that when you stop using it, you'll get rebound congestion because your blood vessels have been shrunk down artificially for so long, like rebound to twice the size. Do you think do you think that rebound headaches are a real thing or is it like at two and a half weeks of being sick, my body's like, eh, done with the headache stuff. And it was a coincidence. I've never even heard of this concept of rebound. Really? Whatever. No, you never heard of rebound congestion because you don't know as a rule. You don't take medicine when you're sick. I almost never take medicine, yeah. which I find insane. Because that's the only way I can stay functional when I'm sick. Well, but, I, as a result, I'm also not very functional when I'm sick. So you prefer to so like, fall apart for a very short period of time rather than be functional for two weeks but feeling crappy. Is that kind I mean, of like if, the, I, the if I get sick, I, I typically take some medicine, but I have to be pretty sick. I have to be like more than just a sore throat and a sniffle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I for a lot of the time I don't take uh, medicine for headaches or anything like that. Have you ever neti potted? No, because I I feel like the only way I was able to get through the two podcasts I did when I was is that right before I podcasted I I so if you're not feeling with a neti pot, Ugh. it's literally like uh, a I dream of genie shaped little blue plastic jug that you put a packet of saline, you put a packet of salt in, you mix it up with warm water. You put it in one nostril, you tilt your head, and it, it flows up into your sinuses and cleans them out and then out the other side of your nose. Nope. Sometimes it comes out your mouth. It's kind of like... Ah, nope. It's kind nope. of an interesting anatomy lesson. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, this time, I got so congested that gravity could not pull uh, the water through my nose. So like, where did I, it go? It just sat there. It wouldn't drain. So I went to my local pharmacy... And I got this squeeze bottle neti pot. This is a plastic bottle with Sounds a dangerous with with a like a, a conical shaped nozzle that yeah. you screw through the bottle and, and shove it's, up your nostril. And it's got a a, a like a, a silicone nozzle that goes all the way to the bottom. So when you squeeze it, it always squeezes liquid up through your nose. And brother, it forced my nose open like the finger of God, just right through my nostril. Sounds terrible. 
No, if you have if you have bad sinuses or you're congested, you you're gonna feel I like do. you're gonna I feel do. like you're drowning the first couple times you're doing. You're gonna feel like you're legit gonna you're die. Basically, waterboarding yourself. You are. <laughs> you are. But the relief is so immediate and so profound. Like I, it's the kind of relief you associated with like a laying on of hands and like be healed, cast out the demon of snot. Like it's amazing, and it lasts for like Ugh. two or three hours. And you can do it as much as you want. I thought you were going to say two or three days. I'm out. No. Two or three. I got to do this every two or three hours. No way, man. Um. Yeah. No. It's good. It's good. Like I, I, I am giving a full on recommendation. If you have sinus infection or congestion as a result of a cold or flu, try a neti pot. Squeeze bottle neti. It's not going to be fun, but once you get to like the right head angle to hold it to where it doesn't go back. Mm out your throat it, it's it's amazing can't do it and and the pre and and the bot if you're gonna I, i'm suggesting people just go straight to the bottle don't stick don't go to the pot go straight okay. to the bottle straight to the bottle it's my philosophy too yeah. for a lot Ro- of roll things. right from the bottle and go straight to the pot straight to the rock versus like sublime would want you to do uh she is geeky opines rebound headaches are real when i saw a neurologist for my migraines and told her i was taking excedrin for migraines she said stop that's the worst thing you can take and she said i would have gotten one hell of a headache getting off of them huh okay so i guess it's a real thing yeah i i suppose so i just never heard of it um there's something I remember my one of my exes had bad migraine uh migraine headaches and the doctors gave her some kind of nasal spray called Okay. Interrex I think or something like that and it was like a goddamn miracle cure. Like you got a migraine, you put that in your nose and 15 minutes later it's gone. But it, on the other hand it was like $100 per nasal spray. <laughs> But if you only get migraines like once a month or twice a month, it's kind of worth it. Yeah, I don't get migraines, so I wouldn't really know. I've like, never gotten. Like, would I pay a hundred dollars to get rid of a migraine? I don't know. If you got one every month, probably. Maybe the other so. thing is, if you have insurance, it's a twenty-five dollar copay. Okay. At the time, I didn't have insurance. Uh, doc- <laughs> Doctor Ken wants us to neti pot next Monday's shots. Oh. You got a neti pot, a honey. Uh, yeah, honey Jagerbeister. <laughs> I think we've got. The only thing, uh, so I'm looking over here. There's a couple things I'm afraid of. Um, whatever this candy bar shit is, candy bar and Jaeger and rum chata and right Jagermeister. Everything else is kind of stuff I'm legitimately interested in in trying. Well, there's like this coconut vodka that I'm not super sure. After about. I took the pineapple vodka, I'm actually I'm actually kind of excited oh, about about the pineapple vodka. Sure, there's a brandy. There's VSOP E and J's VSOP on the Isn't tree. Disarano. This run is a liqueur, uh, like hazelnut liqueur or no, this run is like a, some kind of liqueur, the big ass bottle. This is the one yeah. that I was really afraid that between that and the Kraken, the Kraken rum, spice rum is another bottle that you would believe it's way bigger than 50 milliliters, but they claim it's not. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay. Freddie C says next time you're this sick, you should film all of this neti pot shenanigans and upload it to mukbang or whatever. That gross <laughs> horse shit is, watch what's called. Sure. No, tell, ser- seriously. I wonder if there are the, neti pot um, videos. So oh my God. The best thing about neti potting is neti potting. Second best thing is the post neti pot nasal blow. Like you grab a, you grab a Kleenex and you blow all that shit out and just like all that stuff that's been jammed up inside. You just comes out and you no. can breathe for the first time. No. Holy shit. 
it's good stuff. I want none of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wonder if there are videos on YouTube of people netty potting. Let's I'm see. sure there are. Uh, Jovial Falcon says he's just tweeted you the YouTube user that has all 10 seasons of UK who's line. If you guys want Jesus. to check it out, it ran from 1988 to 1999. You get to see the first episodes of Ryan Styles and Colin Mockery. Interesting. All right. So that is that actually predates the American release. 88? Yeah. Hell yeah, it does. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I honestly think that the U.S. version didn't get started until around 1998. Kind of like, I guess, so I guess, I guess it's like an American Idol deal. Started over UK and then they brought the personalities over. Yeah, they didn't call it American Idol, but. Although sure. Ryan Stiles is not British. No. Unless he just really has a great American accent. Yeah. That he uses all the time. Maybe. Uh, okay. What also, what, what am I going to talk about now? Um, I'm looking at my notes. I, I wrote down the, the sentence fragment. Bluetooth shit will be the modern equivalent of who puts down the toilet seat. I have no idea what that means. So what I'm saying is like, do you know how much like male and female strife is caused by who puts down the toilet seat and who doesn't when that's like a sure. five second task. Mm-hmm. And really I, I, I've never understood what the fucking deal with that is. What I found is like me and Cecily don't fight about, well, you don't that. want to drop into the pot, right? Like I get it. You don't want your ass covered in, but who does, who sits down on the toilet without looking at the physical state of the toilet? I've done it once in my life. Okay. And, yeah. and have you done it since? No. Why not? Cause I learned my lesson. There you go. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's something, something me and Cecily fight about. What me and Cecily not really fight about, but kind of fight about mm-hmm. is who's paired to the Bluetooth device. <laughs> I've okay. got the speaker system at home. I want to listen to a podcast while I'm in the shower. What you need to turn your fucking Bluetooth off. What the fuck? And as more, or you and more get things, in the car and it tries yeah, to like hook the same thing. We're, we're both paired to both of our Bluetooth radios in the car. So like, yeah. and it seems like it's a wild, wild, well shootout. Like the devices are like, you know which one's going to win the pairing bat- match is it random like which one wins it seems like it Just it doesn't like seem which like it's not first. the last one where yeah it's like it's huh. it's literally like a digital race and i feel like that as things get more like that like you see that what's that google what's that the amazon device echo yeah the amazon echo as more and more devices like that become commonplace i feel like and and more and more people have like cellular devices and and bluetooth things and and whatnot Mm-hmm. And the fact that Bluetooth has a range of like 30, 40 feet that like seems to penetrate walls. This is going to be the 21st century version of who left down the toilet seat. Like I want to okay, listen to my yeah. music. You got your cell phone paired to it. You need to turn your Bluetooth off or unpair. Sure. That's not much. I see that. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty drunk. My neighbor has a Roku device that I frequently see. Do they? Do you ever hook up to it? You, well, you can't. So it, the way you hook up a Roku is you say pair your devices and then it shows a code on the screen that you have to enter on the pairing device. Mm. So if I could get into their house or do you think I, I imagine a Roku device is not the world's hardest thing to hack? Well, either. it's a four number code. So, well, there you go. However right many there. combinations that gives you. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they lock sure. you out. I I might be able to like, can you brute, like, brute did you, force. Did you, did you it, get yeah. a download that would try like a hundred combinations a second? Because that was Maybe. like a minute. Because I would fucking love to play stuff over the Roku. Yeah, I would love to just turn on like sure, go on Netflix, Hot Girls Wanted or something. We, and, like so this. The, so 
Uh, your neighbors are the worst, man. Are they? They they shatter the the glass on your oh fire, fire extinguisher, extinguisher case. Out in the yeah, yeah. I also noticed that they now start, and I know that it's them because there's only two people that walk past that fire extinguisher. You and me and those douchebags. Sure. They've lately started putting gum. Although it, you noticed that it would be the perfect crime. If like you're, downstairs you're the neighbor- one doing this shit. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. If downstairs neighbors came upstairs to do that shit. I, yeah. To break the glass and put gum in there. They also like, I don't know why or when, but every once in a while they get up like at 11 o'clock in the morning or one o'clock and they just blare music so loud. Get pumped. That it, but it's never for like, it's like just when I'm like, I'm going to get up there and like fucking knock on the door. Cause we got to record this podcast. It cuts off. Yeah. So I'm like, is that their like wake up alarm that they've got morning ritual? They got, maybe they've got uh, hooked up to like a 200 watt stereo system with subwoofer. Yeah, I could see it if you're working second shift and you're trying to just wake up and oh, so fucking annoying. And they're like kind of those guys, like mid twenties, and they smell like Axe body spray. And also, I assume they're the reason that like the hall, your hall, your upper stair hallway low- smells like weed like ninety percent of the time too. All right. Well, it smells like they're like they have a, a grow a up shit. over there. No, I don't give a shit either. I'm just saying what they're gonna do. I'm just painting a picture. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, so when you say like, oh, they smell like X body spray, I feel like you get the idea that they're well groomed and uh, kind of no, they're mid twenties jackasses. That's all. Yeah, but they're they're like the they seem like the low class. Like you think X body spray indicates high grooming. No, but it indicates like a certain type of college kid that's not really? like, I don't know. They got this like, one of them has like this gangsta attitude. It's, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's like, he doesn't strike me as the Axe Body Spray guy. Uh-huh. Maybe his friends are. I don't know. But uh-huh. like when I think of Axe Body Spray, I think of like haircuts with the front like jutting out and like sweaters and shit like that i just think of like 18 year olds <laughs> that have you know never actually uh no concept of what a man's supposed to smell like yeah exactly <laughs> exactly oh i, I, I like old spice i like i use the old spice products frankly uh deodorants uh we're going to go to the mailbag again Big fernando r says you can't stop laughing you guys should do an unofficial official unofficial podcast of the episode with lunch of jim and aaron next week when you sober up or at least watch. i can't i forgot to record this as a podcast so we're gonna pull some bad audio from our youtube video this week okay well hopefully it won't be too bad uh with the new setup but we've actually thought about doing a uh a live watch of a live watch like something we, we actually, recorded yeah so, so sometimes when we are being silly in the studio we're thinking because we're always trying to think like what is the next thing that's going to entice the people that are not club members to be club members and sure. like you know one thing we was like what if we did a live watch of a live watch and every week we do the live watch of the resulting live watch mm-hmm. like after 20 live watches what does that even become yeah like you do a live watch of the it's Matrix so meta and you're cutting wise and stuff and then you watch the live watch of that and next week, you watch the live watch of that live watch. So we're cracking jokes on our own comments. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. It's like, I don't know it's if that's because like, it's a, like one of the other ideas is where we ironically cover a television show, but we only do it from the next next week on and, and previously on. And we do like, you know, every, that's the only. Yeah. 
Like, and we do it on something like a scandal or a The Good Wife. And I'm not... Or anything on the CW. I'm not assigning... Yeah, like The Flash. I'm not assigning a relative value of quality of entertainment here. I'm just saying, like, you, you find a place that's got a passionate fan base that might be looking for a podcast on it. And you do an ironic podcast. But there, these people are not on the joke. You do it straight up. You don't act like you're not really watching these shows and you're only doing it from the thing. So everyone seems like yeah. that's a, they thinks that's a great idea. But like, I was scared to do it because I'm like, I don't know if the idea would hold up to how brilliant it sounds just as like con- a concept, like the yeah, live watch I of think... the live watch of the live watch after 30. I mean, I know that there's like a podcast series that watches. What is it? Adult? Yeah. TV? Like parenthood two or some shit like that. They watch it. They watch it every week. Once a week and do a podcast. Grownups too. I think. Two, yeah, it is. Uh, they did that one. And now they're doing, or they did, maybe they did grownups and they did sex in the city too. Or something. Yeah. Uh, now they're doing that one. I like. They got a shitload of press for that, and we have ideas like that, but we're, we we just, never execute we because we're like of it. Yeah. Those are dumb ideas. Well, they're not dumb ideas. They're brilliant ideas. That I don't think would withhold a fifty-two week scrutiny. But I maybe we should just roll the dice on one of those one of these days. Yeah, I can imagine like a the previously on and next time on podcast might get a little bit of. What if we Press. did like Fear the Walking Dead next year that way? <laughs> we like tell like on with like Lunch and Jim and Aaron and the uh-huh. Inner Circle, we're like, we're going to ironically cover this series mm-hmm. because already we get like a lot of shit from, you know, first time Walking Dead fans that listen to our podcast about like, you guys are nitpicking and you guys like, miss the, uh, and if you only watch the Talking Dead to explain all this shit, <clears throat> it'd be pretty funny to do Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, with our audience eyes, and we just do it completely ironically, just using the promotional materials. That's not the worst idea I've ever. Because we already got the character names in the per- so we could probably do a pretty convincing job. And we have a good idea of where the story left off. So, like, <laughs> oh man, could you do a forty-five minute podcast on it? And with and feedback. the best and part if, about and that, everyone sending in feedback. There's two classes. They're either in on it or they're not in on it. And we read both classes. So it's like there's some people that like write on and like they're on the same wavelength. And other people like you guys are a bunch of fucking hacks and you guys are a bunch of haters. And the other thing is we already have a year in the bag, right? So like right. there's a year of serious <laughs> podcasts. So they're like, go, oh, this is a decent podcast. You know, sure. like they're hitting all the points I want them to. And then season two just turns into whatever that's going to be. Uh, that might be cool. Okay. Where are we at here? I think we were getting to the mukbang videos. Uh, I don't know. This seems like it might bring us down. What is Jovial Falcon said, did you guys hear the teenager in the UK that committed suicide because she and her parents said Wi-Fi signals were causing head pain and migraines? Oof. Uh, Move to the country. It was basically driving her insane because of trauma when in range of Wi-Fi signals. Move to Beaver I, Island. She seems, she seems troubled. This person seems troubled. I mean, I don't want to totally dismiss it. Like, maybe... Maybe some people are more sensitive to that for whatever reason, but maybe you know how know. you can, you know, how you could fix that real quick. Kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> I know dark. Sorry. No, a double blind experiment. You could. Yes. Bring someone into a room where you tell them there's no Wi-Fi. Yep. And say, we're going to turn the Wi-Fi on now, you, but you it's tell all us it's when, been on you all tell us along. When the Wi-Fi is on. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, although there'd be a lot of people that suffer from Wi-Fi syndrome saying that those tests are rigged or it's like a delayed effect or there's a sure. certain quantity of it or a certain amount. It's like there's an endless move to Beaver Island. Yeah, there there's is no, no Wi-Fi. No on Beaver Island. Island. You move the, the southern half of Beaver Island, your Wi-Fi and every signal free. Yeah, like 
best case, uh, worst case scenario is you're going to get some like uh, PBS stations on UHF. Yeah. Uh, what the people are talking amongst themselves now? What's going on here? My I God! All right, we're going to plow through this stuff. It's, it's not okay. going to be in chronological order. It's not going to make it. any sense. She is geeky. Says Joel. I love Maximum Overdrive and watch it many times and own the DVD. No idea. That's a crazy movie. Uh, Anthony B, do you have any ideas or any plans on bringing back silent movies? How about ironic coverage of Supergirl? <laughs> That's a solid idea. It's not a bad one. Supergirl's not not bad. Um, oh shit! My phone's going my off. Phone's going off and it's way across the room. It's just gonna it's gonna be the mood music that we're playing now. Um, Okay. Silent movies. What's the problem with silent movies, Jim? Uh, we can't host them on YouTube. Can't host them on YouTube. It's, copyright. it's, it's essentially uh, an argument between us and copyright law that we'd probably lose. And uh, hosting them ourselves is extremely expensive. We're not going away from the idea. We're just trying to noodle on it and trying to figure out a way to take away some of the copyright problems with it. And Also, it becomes difficult to find a movie that that we have like you know the other one of us hasn't seen uh, and is i guess popular enough for people to want to watch it i don't think that that's because i think if we just do something we do it well it'll be popular i think it's more of you know that's not the yeah. thing that stopped us i don't think maybe it's the thing that's stopping you in which case uh i started doing uh terry gilliam's zero theorem but this movie's so fucking weird you actually did a cut of it didn't you i had started it I oh, I thought you actually didn't finished finish it. it. It was like seven minutes long. From a... No, that was Primer. Primer was 12 minutes long for the whole movie. And I don't, I, I kind of want to cover Primer properly because I think you'd really like that movie. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it's super cerebral and really interesting. But Well, that's the other thing. We, we're hoping that one of the cloaks against copyright infringement is people would be like, oh, when we see this, we really want to see the movie. But overwhelmingly, the feedback was once you saw the uh the the silent movies version of it that you didn't want to see the full meal deal yeah it doesn't help that we explain the whole thing at the end yeah which kind of is a necessary component of silent movies yeah because it makes more fun we're noodling on it yeah we're we're noodling on it and we're thinking of ways of making it bigger and better uh my ultimate fantasy of silent movies is we rent out a excuse me we rent out like a one of the vacant areas of the local strip mall or the local mall and we set rent up, out a vacant vape shop yeah in, in and, two years exactly <laughs> and and we we rent it out and we essentially kind of like uh the way they do movie screeners like hey do you have 30 minutes of time would you come and be part of this new game show we take people off the street and we ask them if they've ever seen this movie too and we we actually play the game show with a, a real person and and have kind of like it's kind of like the same uh eh, hmm. you say you say we i'm less on board with that idea oh I, well fuck you then <laughs> you want to fight do, do, I, just, do, I just do don't i need think... to strip down to my waist and what's what's going on i i just i don't think i think people tune in for us not like joe schmo on the you street. don't think we could host a rocking funny silent movie with people off the street i don't know do you like jaywalking with Jay Leno? I love jaywalking. Do you really? Jaywalking is my, my jam. You don't. You don't. You're I haven't lying. seen a Jay Leno in like 20 years. Exactly. Because he right. did jaywalking. I don't. I think this is a higher class version of jaywalking, number one. If we're, if we're being 100 and, and honest. Uh-huh. If you're being 100. 
keep it real keep it uh, dan gordon loves your t-shirt okay cool and that's that's that <laughs> and we're deleting his question <laughs> <laughs> uh dr ken joined the podcast uh, joined the lunch too late to find out the origin of the barley equals intellect <laughs> he'll never know t-shirt. he'll never know uh, no a listener made a listener no made don't tell him us. don't tell him uh, he's yeah, got to go back he's got to rewind you gotta go back uh joel w says random question but has anyone in chat or even jim and aaron had the pleasure of watching stephen king's maxima overdrive yep. if not you're welcome she is geeky did and she's geeky loved it i've never I've it. it's good stuff have you what yeah, is it it's a it's Pitch a it to me it's sentient sentient trucks trying to kill people so transformers essentially yeah except they're bad guys the the so decepticons yeah it's it's the decepticons if they were optimus prime like all of them Hmm. I don't know. It's cars and trucks, and they have them pinned down in like a gas station. I think I don't know. Wasn't there a Stephen King movie about a killer car? That's Maximum. Overdrive. Is it Maximum Overdrive? I thought yeah. it was something like not Carrie. It was something like uh, no Roscoe. Roscoe the truck. Uh, Cujo. No, nah, Cujo about, about a dog. The, about the dog. Carrie's about the teenage girl. It's not. No, it's Maximum Overdrive. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought there was another one. No, it's ridiculous, silly fun uh let's see uh freddy c thinks we should release this uh, lunch of jim and aaron as a freebie because it'll attract new listeners i uh, i don't know if this is the i it, i mean the fans have spoken so i guess i can't say i don't know that it's a quality product if the fans are saying it's a quality product is it i have no idea it's like when dan Harmon gets super drunk and makes an ass of himself on the harmontown podcast uh... and he's always like oh god I I didn't give these people what they paid for. I argue that you did, Dan. Everyone yeah. was laughing hysterically at you making an ass of yourself. Sure. So the thing is, I don't like is when he has like these very personal moments of realization and like that. That's not super dude, entertaining watching him fall on his no, face. But... No, no, you're wrong. I am 37 episodes in the Harmontown now, and I just got through the Pennsylvania episode where. His girlfriend at the time, Aaron McGaffey, dumped his ass. No, for being they a had drug. they hashed out a fight that they had the night before, and it was amazing. It was riveting. It's like okay, it's like the best version of reality TV I can think of because it's entertaining and funny. But then sometimes it gets real and uncomfortable, and you got to decide like, well, whose side am I on, and who's because they're all kind of damaged, broken, weird people. Like Aaron is so fucking insecure okay. and Dan is such an asshole. See, I don't have a problem with insecurity. If you're insecure, fine. That's like, yeah, I get that that's a problem for you, but it's yeah. not a problem for me as, yeah. as someone who's no, it can't dealing be. with you. If but like if they're in your life, it can be a huge problem because insecurity is like, the, I think I feel like it's the number one cause of crazy behavior. I don't know. I mean, Dan needs the overcompensation. Dan's behavior is well dan's far more disturbing well. than, than maybe but he expresses it a lot differently sure sure <laughs> uh but no i'm like main i'm still mainlining dan Harmon. i'm on like episode 40 of his podcast which i started at the yeah. very beginning i'm i'm halfway through no i'm like episode 20 of season one of community which is amazing yeah it's a great show speaking of like let's that he's should, been fired from the, twice we should end this show we should end the show the way we began it with a rant against jehovah's witnesses Dan, Donald Glover plays a Jehovah's Witness that is. I don't know what he's kind not of Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness, Witness he's playing. He's not. Like, it's a Jehovah's Witness written by people who don't understand Jehovah's Witnesses. That the think the Jehovah's Witnesses, their defining trait is they don't celebrate holidays or yes. birthdays. It, Otherwise, Dan, Danny Glover would 
Dan- Danny Glover? No, no. Donald that's, Glover. That's Sorry. That's Donald's father. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Donald Glover would never be associated with any of these people. He just wouldn't. He no. wouldn't do anything with these people. He wouldn't be people. a star high school quarterback. No, he wouldn't ever play sports. He wouldn't be a, puss, a pussy hound. No. He wouldn't he wouldn't have friends at this school. No, he wouldn't be going to college in the first place. Yes. Like that is that is not a Jehovah's Witness. And I remember Sorry. you ranting about this a long time ago. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Jim. But no, it did kind of uh, now. So I, there's the one episode where they're having the pan faith Christmas, which that's the first time he re- revealed these Jehovah's Witness. Does it come up again? Because uh, if it never comes up again, I don't, then know. I, I don't care. But I watched like the first season or maybe two of that it's but it's really I, good. I don't remember yeah it's a great show and what's interesting about it is like everyone that's on the show is a is a small piece of dan Harmon. they're all fucking dan Harmon. oh he's a writer so I, it doesn't make i mean it doesn't surprise but like yeah. now that i've like everything like i like now that i've heard so many of his podcasts like i don't know what justin roiland does on rick and morty aside from the voices like co-creator almost seems generous on the part of Dan Harmon because all of the shtick that they do seems like it comes from his mind. Uh, from the reputation he has in my mind anyway, uh, that's not surprising. Okay. It seems like he's a bit of a control freak and, uh, yeah, you're going, you're taking it from the negative, negative angle. Well, I mean, you don't like, like Dan Harmon. That's all I've seen of Dan Harmon. Frankly, you think Dan like, Harmon's a giant asshole he's been fired from every fucking job he's ever had because he's an asshole because he yells at people and berates them and derides them at every turn. Like, yeah, he's a mean guy. When Sarah Silverman is firing you because you're an asshole. Yeah. You're an asshole because you won't compromise with her. Yeah. The creative freedom. Okay. Sorry, Dan Harmon. All right. Like I, I have very little respect for that person as a human being, as a comedian and a writer. I think he's great. Everybody is saying, Christine, there is another murderous car. <laughs> Stephen King, what are you doing? Fernando R. And Does Stephen King have a track JLW record of like... And Freddie C. are all saying, Christine. Yeah, no, so so Maxim Overdrive is trucks. Christine is car. Okay. I knew there was one because I saw it. Gotcha. I've and seen Maxim Overdrive. Is the, first move, is the first horror movie I saw as a child that didn't frighten me. I'm like, I don't understand why this is so scary. Christine sounds like a, like a Carrie like why is it called christine is the car named christine like cujo is the dog i don't remember a lot of times Hmm. dudes name their cars uh they 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 identify as a feminine thing yeah i don't know if females do like if you're a female and you you love a car and you name it give it a feminine name or a masculine name i don't know because like ships have always typically been female Mm -hmm. i don't know why but they are People yeah. think of them as in terms of feminine. I'm curious. Like, I'd like to know if we have uh, listeners who've named their cars and you're female. Let us know. Uh, also, I think that is it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Joel, Joel's got your back here. She goes, when Jim is calling you an asshole, you are a huge asshole. Well, I call a lot of people assholes. <laughs> and you're always right, apparently. It's true. It's true. I am always right. Uh <laughs> Uh, so we've got some fun stuff to do. We still, we got some post-production to do on a couple things and they're watching, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Hell yeah. Uh, with a massive hangover. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Are you? I'm not really drunk anymore. No, I, like, yeah, I don't, fa- I don't feel to, slightly dizzy or anything. The feeling has returned to my face. Good. A bit. I'm coming Good. down. 
Takes what do you me do about for an hour to metabolize three shots? It turns out. What do you do for a hangover? Neti pot. <laughs> sure. Neti it out of your body. Uh, so one of the uh, one of the days of Christmas, we're going to be talking about hangovers because we, that's one of the in the mailbag people wanted to know about uh, the drink combinations that got us to the worst hangover of all time. <laughs> Which might I've already know, told my story. Have you? Yeah, I, I think I told my story about lots of shots and Taco Bell. I'm pretty sure that I've told my story about the camping trip where I accidentally got the black label version of Southern Comfort instead of the 80 proof. So it's 100 it's 20 percent more alcohol. And I didn't calibrate that into my drinking. Ooh. And uh, about, you know, right when it's time oh. to turn in, I I I couldn't get up from my camp chair because more gravity. <laughs> <laughs> so and then the next day, yeah. I, I, I thought I was going to die. Mm. so spoil you know slight spoilers it's uh next time on uh 25 days of christmas sure uh, but that'll be out later on this afternoon and the star wars thing will be out sometime next week and then we're back monday with another 25 days of christmas yep yep monday every business day so uh and probably the empire strikes back podcast probably I like we said so much about new hope like during that podcast, I guarantee that we'll, I'm like, what I, am I going to say? Guarantee, I guarantee we'll have this Empire Strikes Back. I might be worried about Return of the Jedi. Empire Strikes Back, no fuck. If I can't get an hour of podcast at Empire Strikes yeah, yeah. Back, then then what am I doing? Like, I just don't want to repeat myself. You know, I don't want to go off on this thing about the trilogy and the prequels and all that stuff again. And I'm worried that I don't think we will. That's what's going to happen. I don't think we will because Empire Strikes Back is like at least going to talk about Luke losing his hand. And like the like story between Han and Leia, and just like how much like the the quantum leap in quality of storytelling, uh, that that and and acting and kind of like writing that that with, with yeah. Lucas kind of like stepping back. And, what happens when you have and like director. here's my idea, you professionals go make it happen. No, uh, we're 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 gonna be fine. Here's my IP, Disney. You professionals make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna be fine. Okay. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us uh, again. The uh, Christmas thing for today will be out a little bit later, and we'll see you all back next week. See you then. Bye. Oh, I pushed the wrong button. Shit. Bye.